Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Just Joshin' Podcast. This is the official podcast for the International League of Super Acquaintances. I'm your host, Josh. You are my Joshettes. I hope you're having a lovely, lovely, lovely November. Can you believe it's already November? <laughs> I went trick-or-treating the other day with my kids, uh, Gorbin, Juliet, and Sor Bay, and... We were out and about, all of them having a good time, picking out their uh, candy, doing the whole trick-or-treat thing. And a child comes up to me and says, excuse me, are you the host for Just Joshin', Josh? The podcast for the International League of Super Acquaintances? I'm a Joshette. Do you happen to be Josh? And I said, yes. And he said, sir... You would not believe what your podcast has done for me. Over the years, I've thought, I've attempted to hurt, hurt, you know, others, myself, in some way. Not fatally and not in a grotesque way, but just thoughts of struggle and strife. But because of your podcast, I am seeing marked improvement in my life. And I said, wow, thank you, young man. Thank you for noting that. Because there are many days that this work gets hard and it's difficult. And my three kids... It's hard enough to put food on the table for them, let alone do the podcast, taking the critiques, the threats from A. Varner, the constant attacks on my life and my livelihood. But you all make it worth it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your hundreds of donations. Thank you for the hours and hours that you pour into this game because you love it. Not just because we want to do it, but because we love it. Thank you for everything that you are. Speaking of trick-or-treat, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was just thinking to myself, you know what? I love trick-or-treat. You love trick-or-treat. Why don't we play a little game of trick-or-treat? The ISLA edition. I'm going to go through a couple teams here, just a few of them that I picked out. And we're going to decide whether or not they are a trick or a treat. Whether or not they are for real and their team uh, on what they've been doing recently is for real. Or if they're fake, if they're a trick. (laughs) If they're not a treat, they're a trick. It's all farce. It's all fake. And so on and so forth. So let's go ahead and just jostle on up to our first treat right here. We want to start off with a treat, right? Because something good, something something lovely. Uh, The first treat that I have here is Captain Jameis. Yes, you heard that right. Captain Jameis on a little bit of a hot streak here. We've talked about his team many a times. He is a great manager, one that has coached up his team. Right now, currently number seven in the media's power rankings, the AP poll, and Kirk Herbstreet's mind. Captain Jameis at five and three. 
Got a big, big win last week. And I think that he is a treat. I think this is real. CeeDee Lamb showed up gigantically for him last week. We also saw, uh, you know, Michael Pittman do well. Garrett Wilson really came out of the woodwork. Devonta Smith showed why he was the guy that, that we all thought he was. This team does have a little bit of a hole at running back and quarterback. With, De- with Damian Pierce not playing the way that we're really hoping that he would play this year, it's a little bit of a difficulty for him. J Spears, however, right now is a little over 50% of snaps, I believe, with Derrick Henry. And that's going to help him out going forward in the future. If something were to happen to Derrick Henry, suddenly the sky is the limit for this team. I do think that this team has a tendency to play a little bit iffy. But overall, I do think that this team is young. They're hungry. They're ferocious. They're lovable. They're insatiable. They're zealous. They're... All the different adjectives, I think that that's what they are. Uh, I do think that if he were able to maybe shore up the quarterback position, that would help him even more. Uh, Mac Jones as a starting quarterback, we all know that can be a little bit of a rough one, but he has a great matchup against Washington this week. Has a very intriguing matchup against Sofa 89. We'll see how it pans out. But for right now, I'm going to say treat. Next one. Trick. My trick for this week, A. Varner. What? A. Varner? Wait, you're telling me A. Varner, the 5-3 and three A. Varner, the team with Travis Kelsey and, and many different wide receivers and, and uh, Kenneth Walker and, and all that. A. Varner, that A. Varner? Yes, the A. Varner, who's currently number six right now in the media's power rankings who has struggled three weeks, three-week losing streak, has not been amazing at all. Here's why he's a trick. Last week, he benches DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins does what? Scores three touchdowns. After the game, what does DeAndre Hopkins say? DeAndre Hopkins says, I scored those three touchdowns because I knew I was benched by A. Varner. I knew. I knew, and I decided to go off. Now, because he's starting me this week, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to poop the bed. I'm not going to play well. All because he started me. That's bad coaching, folks. Now, granted, granted, you could see a little bit of a better performance out of Deontay Johnson, a little bit better performance out of T. Higgins, but all these guys are struggling. Josh Jacobs hasn't been as good this year. Kenneth Walker hasn't been as good this year. Travis Kelsey, he doesn't play well unless Taylor Swift's in the game. Or not in the game, but uh, watching the game. And guess what? She's back on tour. I actually heard that Travis Kelsey told her to go back on tour so that he would start playing bad. And then, and then the allegations come out this past week about what he offered the simps for CMC. I don't even want to say it. UConn already sent it in the text the, in the group chat. You go ahead and you go see what happened there. I am I am disgusted. A man that is espoused that he's a family man. A man that has said over and over and over again 
that he is uh, one that holds traditional family values. You sure about that, fella? You sure about that? Goodness gracious, give your head a shake, man. Has a chance to go to five and four, drop four losses in a row. Showed last week that he can't contend with the big boys. I'm going to say trick. And for my next team, another big treat right here. Believe it or not, whether or not not he wants to be considered a treat, he will be. Vrabel, body men. We got Vrabel, body men being a treat right now. A.J. Brown on a tear has the most 125-yard games of anyone put back-to-back-to-back that we've ever seen. He looks like an absolute stud, maybe the best wide receiver in the league. Hello. Yeah, I said it. I know that Justin Jefferson could also be considered in that same vein, but A.J. Brown is playing like it. And availability is sometimes the best possibility. And uh, he has Sam Laporta. Trey McBride is also going to be able to help him big time. This team is really rounded out. Now, Leonard Fournette signing with the Bills doesn't really help him with Sam, uh, with uh, James Cook. But I think that if his quarterback position can start kind of getting better, and if there's some way that he'd be able to make some sort of trade for a uh, running back, now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's why I think variable body men is some sort of big old treat that's going to be able to gobble up everything going into the playoffs. Well, that's all I got for right now. Those are your tricks. Those are your treats. Let me know if you agree, disagree, comment in the in the chat. Go ahead and just and just let me know who do you think is a trick. Who do you think is a treat right now? Uh, just let me know. Before we go into the power rankings, I want to thank my sponsor, Clorox. Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria. You may be wondering, what happens to that other 0.1%? Well, we just don't talk about it. It's safe on finished wood, sealed granite, and stainless steel. It can kill the COVID-19 virus. It's bleach-free with many different active ingredients. You get 85 wet wipes in one tub. All you got to do is... uh, Place it on a specific surface, one that you prefer, and it will kill 99.9% of bacteria in 10 seconds. The staph, E. coli, MRSA, Salmonella, Strep, and Kleb prevents bacteria growth for up to 24 hours, and it has five times the cleaning power. The easy way to clean and dis- uh, disinfect, just use on a hard, non-porous, non-food contact surfaces, and it will kill all germs around your home, offense, and classroom. It's- use it today. All you got to do is pull out a wipe from the center of the roll. The next sheet pops off a- uh, automatically. Close lid to retain moisture. Clorox rocks your chlor. All right. I'm going to do uh, power rankings a a tad bit differently today. Um, The way that I'm going to do it is not necessarily by numbers per se, though I think that you could go in some specific orders. But what I'm going to do is essentially uh, tear out the rankings by looking at the teams in specific tiers. That's how you tear out rankings. Uh, 
This way, we can have a little bit of fun with it, right? And then we can talk a little bit further uh, because some of these teams are redundant. All right, so for my first tier, this first tier is called the Nut Low. The Nut Low tier. I have the Nakua Ning... Nig <coughs> I'm just mispronouncing it wrong. The Nakua and Jigbuzz. Nakua and Jigbuzz as my first uh, in the Nut Low. And I also have Super Cam in this tier as well. Both teams vying for that Marvin Harrison Jr. type beat. That's Marvin Harris Jr. music, am I right? These teams uh, struggling, purposely struggling, some would say. Definitely not Nakuin and Jigbas. Uh, they're, they're just trying to trying to play honestly and fairly. But both teams really, really kind of going to be at the bottom of the barrel, most likely not going to win anytime soon. We do have their matchup coming up real, real shortly. It'll be interesting to see what actually happens there when they, when they end up playing each other because that that's going to get real, real interesting real, real quick. But for right now, they are the nut low. Everyone that plays them is going to be able to beat them, and that's just how it's going to be. The next one, next tier I have is the struggling but feisty. Struggling but feisty tier. This tier has Sofa 89 and Yukon in it as well. Sofa 89 make it a big splash purchase by getting Daryl Henderson in his lineup for a fourth-round pick. I think this is a great move for him as he looks to try to get himself out of that losing record. Gives him a running back who may be temporary but is getting some work. Going to be able to give you a nice 10 points per week. Hopefully his wide receivers continue continue to carry him as he goes forward, but I don't know. It is going to be difficult, but there is a level of feistiness that his team has right now. He's actually projected to beat. He's projected to beat Captain Jameis, and that would be a big upset he's able to do so. He's going to need Najee Harris to go off against probably one of, if not the best, uh, run defenses in the league tonight against the Tennessee Titans. But I think that he could do it with Alvin Kamara's play recently with Stephon Diggs and Mike Evans. I do think that this team is going to be able to continue to be feisty. Maybe they do something before the try deadline as well. And then I also have UConn's team too. Uh, UConn's team is, uh, you know, great on the wide receiver end, as we always say. Struggling on the... Running back and just let go of uh, DeMarcado, who was the starting running back for the Cardinals, but just kind of pooping the bed, not really doing anything. Kendra Miller hasn't really showed up in the way that he was probably hoping that he would show up. So for right now, continue to struggle. Does have Baker Mayfield, who looks like he's turned something around, has done uh, a little bit better. But, uh, you know, going to be part of that struggling team. From time to time, they're going to be able to, to win one here and there. So we'll see what happens. The next tier is solid but limited. Solid but limited. These are teams that are good but seem to have some sort of limit to what they can actually do. And from week to week, you don't really know what you're going to get. And that is Rob Cut. And I hate to say this, but I will say they're solid. Dr. Cornwallis. With Rob Cut, Rob Cut's team is the tale of... What we've talked before, um, you know, Bijan, obviously good. Saquon, obviously good. But one deals with injuries, one deals with a terrible coach. 
His wide receiver room is good, but it's iffy. Jahan Dotson finally showing up. Jaden Reed, solid, but is he going to get you more than 10 points each week? Raheem Shaheed, he is kind of the boom-bust guy. Got three receptions last week and a big touchdown. That's really all he's going to do. If he doesn't do that, he's going to get you nothing. So it's kind of like an up-and-down type of thing, and that's why I have Rob Cut there. I think that if he acquires one really good wide receiver um, or one really solid wide receiver, it's going to just help him going forward. Dr. Cornwall is also in this, this same tier. I think that he could go to the tier above. I think maybe last week is just what's what's kind of influencing my decision here as he narrowly escaped Super Cam. He's getting Aaron Jones back, which is going to really help him. DeAndre Swift, obviously really good. But what's Devontae Adams? I do think Devontae Adams takes a step forward now that uh, Aiden O'Connell is probably just going to be peppering him with targets. But... He hasn't had a great year. Jacoby Myers is most likely handcuffed as well um, by the fact that Aiden O'Connell is going to be the one throwing the ball. He's probably going to be throwing it just to Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. We'll see what ends up happening there. It just kind of feels like there's a ceiling there. And then Rashi Rice seems to be coming into his own. But, you know, as rookies, sometimes a little bit of a struggle. We'll see what happens. I do think, I do think, and I don't want to say... I don't want to lead him astray, but I think Zach Charbonnet, who he has on his bench in his taxi, I think this could be a big week for him. It feels like to me that the the Seahawks are starting to like Charbonnet a little bit more than Kenneth Walker. It just kind of feels that direction. feels like they might be using him a little bit more, and they play the Ravens this next week. The Ravens are an amazing pass defense, but they struggle a little bit more against the run. They give up about four yards per carry against the run. If, if the Seahawks are going to try to be competitive in this game. I think they're going to have to run the ball and not throw it, which would lead them to potentially using Charbonnet more. Pete Carroll has been uh, espousing the praises of Charbonnet this last week. Rookie running backs, a lot of times you'll see kind of a bump at the end of the season. I'm wondering if you're going to see Charbonnet use a lot more on early downs and then Kenneth Walker kind of coming in to kind of be that pop, even though I think that Kenneth Walker is really good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, start him if you want to just have a, a, a boom bust kind of thing. But you didn't hear it first, or maybe you did. The next tier that I have is Zesty and Upcoming. I already talked about these two teams, so I don't really have to share a ton. But it's Vrabel, Body Men, and Captain Jameis. You know, I, I think that... You probably could put both these teams in solid but limited, but I think that these teams just have such a high ceiling, such a high ceiling, that they're going to be able to be zesty. They're really upcoming because they got some young players. Brable Body Men hitting the 2023 draft out of the friggin' park. I think they're going to be zesty. Any team that they play, they're going to be able to compete against every contender they're going to be able to do it against, but they obviously also have a limited ceiling as well or I'm sorry, a, uh, a low floor as well. So we'll see. And then finally, got the very highest tier, the Super Bowl contenders. I have Mahomes on a hill, and I have the Simps. No real shock there. Two teams, two losses. Last year, they 
both were in the Super Bowl. Seems like they're going to be able to be charging forward again in that same vein and direction. Uh, Mahomes on a hill survived his bipocalypse. He had a ton of people on by last week, was but was able to survive the Nakuan and Jigbas. This week, the Simps have Nakuan and Jigbas again, and that's most likely going to be another big W as he experiences his bipocalypse. So if they're able to go out, uh, the, the timing for both of these teams and the fact that they had the Nakuan and Jigbas as their uh, kind of bipocalypse week is only going to help them tremendously. Uh, so I think these teams are going to be able to steamroll right into playoff contention. Maybe they get spoiled by someone along the way, but I think both teams are really, really good. There's not going to be every week where uh, for Mahomes on a hill where Patrick Mahomes only scores seven points. Tony Pollard might be able to get it going over time. His wide receivers are really solid. If he can shore up the tight end position, and uh, maybe you offer, I don't know, a second or a first, uh, if you had one, over to uh, Rabel Body Men for Trey McBride. I'd do it. You get you get a solid player that has, uh, for years to come, play really well. And I don't know. I'd, I'd consider if I were him. And the Sims, obviously, being able to uh, have a good bye week this week. We'll be getting CMC back. Um. It's all good. Well, that's the podcast for this week. Hope you enjoyed Trick or Treat the other day. I'm gearing up for Thanksgiving, and I'm playing Christmas music now. (laughs) Hope you guys have a great week. Love you so much. Bye.